listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. Folks, you've been emailing me, writing me. You wanted a little taste of uh, Operation Paperclip, right? A little taste of Operation Paperclip. So I'm giving you that, folks, all right? I serve you, the audience out there. So what I just decided over the break, let me give you a a couple more pieces, but we we do have to work our way back to um, the Cyborg Soldier 2050, all right? I can't let that go because there's too much important stuff there. But let me just give you a little bit more on Paperclip, and I do want to show you a little bit about MKUltra, which grew out out of Paperclip. And this stuff runs... Very deep, folks. It'll eventually get into not just what the Nazis are doing, but what the Japanese were doing and how we exported uh, exported some of this really sick stuff the Japanese were doing into this country. And there's a few of you over at pain.tv slash gold who were really on top of this stuff, who sent me a lot of references. I won't mention your names because they were in uh, private chat. Um, but if you've studied this stuff over the years, uh, this was not my main area of uh, interest uh, over the years. So if you've studied this and you've got a lot of intelligence and you don't mind getting on the show and sharing it as we move deeper into Paperclip in the next several episodes, the floor is open to you and uh, you know who you are. I know a lot of you are writing me and saying you're behind because you can't keep up with the two hours a day we do here seven days a week. I'm sorry, folks. I have to keep putting it out there. I literally have hundreds upon hundreds of episodes written down. So much material I probably will never even get to. It's just, this is all fascinating to me. But let me just go through this piece here. This is a Washington Post piece. And it's up on the screen. It's in PDF format, folks. So if it looks strange to you, because the Washington Post attempts to charge uh, for uh, articles. So a little workaround, folks, a little life hack. I just I won't give Jeff Bezos money uh, to read the Washington Post. So on your phone, uh, on the iPhone, you can uh, send it over to books, right? And basically print the article as a PDF. Then I just email it to myself and I open it in the web browser. So there's a little life hack for you, ladies and gentlemen. If you're looking to get around the, the technocracy, this is how you do it. Uh, and I, what I should be doing is actually transferring everything into PDF format so that I could just share the PDFs with you guys. Uh, and also eventually printing these and basically storing them as a hard copy if you guys want this stuff for the future. I don't know. Some of you may want to keep a library of this information. Some may not. And one of the other things I'm working on doing is uh, transcribing my episodes into text form so that I could put those out there. Of course, the way I speak, I don't know if they would make a lot of sense in the written 
in written format, but we're going to try to do that. I'm looking um, at a couple different services because it can get quite expensive. Some of these, if you try to transcribe a two-hour show, it's going to cost $150. And so I can't obviously spend that kind of money right now. It would cost over $1,000 a week to transcribe this stuff. So um, well, let's get into this real quick because I want to show you just an example um, a paperclip other than Werner von Braun. So this was written in October 2014 by Terrence McCoy. And this says, how United States intelligence agencies used 1,000 Nazis as Cold War spies, then covered it up. In January 1937, a wiry, multilingual German aristocrat named Otto von Bolschwing sat down to write a report that he said would finally address, quote, the Jewish problem, end quote. The 28-year-old Nazi intellectual, an advisor to the architect of the, quote, final solution, end quote, had an idea to get rid of every German Jew. Now, let me just say a couple of quick things here. Um, I don't want to get into the the... German Nazi versus, you know, Jewish issue on here, the Jewish question, any of that kind of stuff that will get you banned. I have certain theories and beliefs on certain topics related to this. I am just going to present the information to you as far as the official narrative goes. Uh, I mean, I'm obviously interjecting my own analysis and opinion, but the point of a lot of this is to connect it into what's going on today. As I told you, I like to know about where stuff came from, what is going on today, and then where I believe it's going in the future to help me better navigate the future for myself, my wife, my child, and then pass that on to you, and you can use this information to make decisions in your life, whether you want to, I don't know, try to capitalize on this and invest in all these companies, whether you want to buy a piece of land and try to run from this, whether you think it's best to start growing your own vegetables, you know, canning and jarring your own stuff because of coming food shortages, whether you want to avoid hospitals and go the midwifery route we went with or work with doctors that we just found that are willing to work outside of the system, you know, that's all up to you. That's going to be your individual choice and we're all individuals here so we're willing to put up with this technocracy um, to a certain level and each of us will put up with it to a certain level you know individually based on the choices we make that's what true individualism is so i'm never telling you exactly what to do if you want to wear the iWatch, you want to wear the fitbit then you go ahead and do that but as far as getting into some of these you know, questions on people like Henry Kissinger or Yuval Noah Harari or George Soros, there will be a time and a place where I will talk about these things and sort of my thoughts on them, but I cannot do it publicly. And I probably also cannot do it at uh, pain.tv slash gold. So in the future, when I decide to take the risk to talk about some of this stuff, uh, I will do so. Not that I have some extreme view. I'm not... Uh, I'm not going to get into like crazy town, but a lot of this stuff, even when you're starting to dissect 
um, certain religions, and I'm talking about sort of orthodox extremist versions of um, pretty much all three of the Abrahamic religions, I have to be careful how that's presented. So don't start yelling at me if you're listening to this saying, you know, Dustin's Dustin has no idea about what really, Dustin doesn't know this, Dustin doesn't know that. No, trust me, I am well aware of a lot of stuff. I just can't present it in this format. So let me just work through this here, okay? Just hang with me. Don't get upset. Um, and uh, I'm not one to put blame on any one individual group because I believe this is a lot of groups, a lot of ideologies coming together around technocratic transhumanism, okay? And there's a lot of greed involved. And there are a lot of people that are part of this that I don't think they know it's about engineering humanity out of existence either. I think they're just greedy uh, sort of vulture capitalists that will get on board with anything that makes them money when they don't really know that the whole idea is to engineer humanity out of existence. All right? I hope I made that clear for you. I confused myself, so you're probably confused. But I'm, I'm walking on eggshells here. But let me just repeat this. This is in January 1937. Okay? And so this German aristocrat named Otto von Bolschwing, he sits down to write this report. And he said it would finally address the Jewish problem, all right? The 28-year-old Nazi intellectual. So he's this multilingual Nazi intellectual aristocrat, 28 years old. And he's an advisor to the architect of the, quote, final solution, end quote had this idea to get rid of every German Jew. Now, I just want to point out a similarity here. So this young guy, he's this Nazi intellectual. He's an advisor to the architect of the final solution. Who does he sound like today, folks? He sounds like Yuval Noah Harari, an advisor to the architect of the final solution. And so if we look at right now, I don't think this guy is. I think he's just a player. But if you look at the architect of the final solution, which is engineering humanity out of existence, which is the merger of man and machine, which is the concept of singularity, right now, at least the boogeyman, the guy, the wizard behind the curtain we're supposed to look at is Klaus Schwab the founder and the head of the World Economic Forum, the one who wrote the book, The Force Industrial Revolution, right? So Klaus Schwab is kind of the face of the final solution as we look at it today, the merger of man and machine, the merger of the physical, biological, and digital worlds. So if we looked at Klaus Schwab as the architect, the guy who wrote the book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, as this final solution today, which is not to get rid of every German Jew, but which is to get rid of humanity, to end humans, then the advisor to the architect today would be Yuval Noah Harari. In this particular case, it was Otto von Bolschwing, right? So that's, that's kind of the point I want to make here. Think of Otto von Bolschwing as Yuval Noah Harari, the king philosopher, the advisor to the architect of the final solution, the advisor to the architect of the fourth industrial Reich. Ladies and gentlemen, think about that. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. We'll be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. 
Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to pain.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, folks, are you following along so far? So we have this guy, Otto von Bolschwing, who is this 28-year-old Nazi intellectual and an advisor to the architect of the final solution. And he had this idea to get rid of every German Jew. So the article goes on to say, folks, quote, quote, and this is uh, Otto speaking. The Jews in the entire world represent a nation which is not bound by a country or by a people, but by money, end quote remarked von Bolschwing, as told in a declassified CIA paper first reported by the New York Times. And I have that, so we will eventually get into that while we investigate Operation Paperclip. So let's just repeat that, and I'll go on with this quote. The Jews in the entire world represent a nation which is not bound by a country or by a people, but by money. And for those of you who don't know, you know, Israel was not created until after World War II, okay? So the Jews in the entire world represent a nation which is not bound by a country or by a people, but by money. Purge Germany of the Jews. Take away the sense of security from the Jews. Even though this is an illegal method, it has had a long-lasting effect. The Jew has learned a lot from the uh pogroms of the past centuries and fears nothing as much as a hostile atmosphere which can go spontaneously against him at any time end quote all right so this is the type of stuff that this guy Otto was supposedly writing okay at least according to this declassified cia paper Uh, First reported on by the New York Times, but of which we have. So again, you know, this is the official narrative. Obviously, I don't know if it's a real paper. The CIA released it. It could be fake. It could have served as propaganda for the time in which it was released. You know, once we delve into these investigations, we're able to start to put things into a timeline. And then I'm able to, you know, give you my opinion and analysis on these things. So we're not there yet, folks. I just want to show you an example here, and it'll make sense in a moment. It says, a Nazi operator such as von Bolschwing, who recommended propaganda to inculcate Germans with anti-Semitism, might have wound up before an international tribunal. Okay, well, yeah, he's the advisor, supposedly, to the person architecting the final solution. Uh, You'd imagine that maybe he would be part of an international tribunal, right? But again, here, you're reading about propaganda, and then put this in context to what's going on today that we've talked about, well, within the last three years, with the military, where you have doctors Peter Emanuel and Diane DeUlius, who helped co-author Cyborg Soldier 2050 for the U.S. Army, for the Department of Defense, 
literally talking about how they need to propagandize the American civilian population to accept the concept of the fusion of man and machine. And we do this in ways like taking our soldiers back from the theater of war with missing limbs, attaching bionic limbs, and sending them out to the grocery store looking like the Terminator. And then the next generation just accepts that man merged with machine. And we'll get into more of that from the two gentlemen in the ethics department when it comes to the cyborg soldier. And it talks about how we have to basically normalize this technology. So you have this guy who is the advisor to the architect of the final solution, helping create propaganda to inculcate Germans with anti-Semitism, and you think that maybe he would have ended up in front of this international tribunal, okay? It goes on to say, but instead of the international tribunal, von Bolschwing was later characterized as, quote, guilty of acts more heinous than anyone else currently under investigation, end quote. But he got a job with the CIA as a Cold War spy. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy who is helping architect the final solution, which was to, you know, kill all the Jews in Germany, ends up getting a job with the CIA as a Cold War spy. And this, folks, this comes from the official narrative that the government is allowing us to believe because this comes out of a declassified CIA paper. So it's obviously what they want us to believe, just like the cyborg soldier document that we're reading is an unclassified DOD document, meaning the government wants us to believe that. Like, they want us to believe the worst thing possible. So imagine how bad it really is. Or they're just laughing in our face. This is why I say there's no conspiracy theory here. It's not even a conspiracy. They don't even hide what they're doing. I mean, if the official narrative is this bad, I can only imagine what they're really doing. But the official narrative is bad enough for me to get on board with saying, what the hell are we doing? This is crazy. All right, let's continue. Then he was awarded, this guy Otto, was awarded American citizenship due to his works, quote, caliber, end quote. Became vice president of a Sacramento computer company and died in 1982 at a nearby hospital. Yeah. And we're going to get into a little more about this guy later in the paperclip series. All right, let's continue here because this is important. It says, coming on the heels of recent revelations that dozens of suspected Nazi war criminals, again, this is from 2014, suspected Nazi war criminals pocketed millions of dollars worth of social security checks. The story of Otto von Bolschwing is one of many discussed in newly disclosed records. In all, historians told the New York Times, J. Edgar Hoover's FBI and Alan Dulles's CIA, yeah, we'll get into Alan Dulles and J. Edgar Hoover later, hired at least 1,000 Nazis, if not more. So the FBI and the CIA under Hoover and 
Dulles, respectively, hired at least 1,000 Nazis, if not more. Bits of the story have been reported in the past, but the full scope of the operation has now been reported in the Times by reporter Eric Lichtblau's new book, The Nazi Next Door, which was released uh, back in 2014. Quote, U.S. agencies directly or indirectly hired numerous ex-Nazi police officials and East European collaborators who were manifestly guilty of war crimes, end quote. University of Florida professor Norman Gota told the newspaper, quote, information was readily available that these were compromised men, end quote. Right. Right. Our government did this. So when they say U.S. agencies and then they're going to pretend that other agencies don't know, folks, our state, the state, the government of we the people, the government by the people, for the people, of the people, did this in our names, in our names. And this is what they're willing to admit to, or at least they want us to believe, It goes on to say, the reports and additional records shed greater light on one of the United States' murkiest forays into clandestine activity. It involved deal-making and moral absolution in which almost anything, even war crimes, could be ignored to check the rising threat of the Soviet Union. And so we go from fighting the fascists right into fighting the commies. We left the Soviet Union to take over Poland and other places and literally uh, ration food there. Yeah, we did all this, which we're not going to get into, at least not in the paperclip series. But we did all this, and then immediately we start getting into a battle with the Soviet Union right at the end of World War II. And so we use that as justification to hire Nazis and to bring these Nazi Frankenstein doctors basically these transhumanists over to the united states and embed them throughout our government private sector and universities folks and you ask yourself well where are all these current programs coming from i don't know where's the children of these monsters i mean if you're once a nazi and then you get brought to the united states to continue conducting nazi experiments does your personal ideology change I don't think so. I mean, I don't know if these guys were developing Frankenstein technologies because they just wanted to annihilate the Jew. They killed a lot of other people. In Auschwitz concentration camp, 70,000 non-Jewish Poles were murdered before they even brought the Jews into the concentration camp. So are these guys just sick, sadistic monsters? Anti-human transhumanists? psychopathic narcissistic psychopaths well that's what it seems like the people who are running these departments today are obviously the majority of our representatives our supposed representatives in this supposed constitutional republic are sick people too because they're allowing this stuff to go on if you and i can read this am i really supposed to believe that our representatives don't know this is going on these people that can supposedly call up and ask for a report from any department at any time 
So you're telling me they're letting this stuff go on. They know about this. They know about the brain initiative. They fund it when they vote in Congress. So they know this stuff is happening, and I'm supposed to believe that they're looking out for our interests and that the state isn't just one apparatus doing horrible, terrible things. The article goes on to say, along with other programs, such as Operation Paperclip, which enlisted the help of Nazi scientists, the use of ex-Nazis as spies illustrates a post-war government's willingness to neglect the demands of justice to satisfy the needs of security. Okay, first off, just because the Nazi regime toppled, supposedly, doesn't mean these people are ex-Nazis. Just like when you supposedly leave the CIA, you're not a former intelligence officer. You know, you don't leave the mob and you're a former mobster. All right, you get called upon when they need you. You signed all kinds of non-disclosure agreements when you go into the CIA, the FBI, and such. So let's just repeat that. Use of ex-Nazis as spies illustrates a post-war government's, meaning our government after the war, their willingness to neglect the demands of justice to satisfy the needs of security. So I'm supposed to believe we throw all morals, all values, all ethics out the window when it comes to the needs of security. So the quote that all of us know, right, if you, if you give up liberty, freedom, in place of security, you deserve neither. And I've told you today, as it goes with technology, if you give up your liberty, your freedom, your human autonomy and trade for perceived, uh, perceived convenience, you deserve to be killed. Seriously. So now this article is supposed to, again, I told you this is official narrative stuff. We're supposed to believe that there's a justification that the government has this willingness to neglect the demands of justice to see to the fact that this guy Otto is put to death for what he did to satisfy the needs of security. So we have a government above us that throws all morals, all values, all principles, all ethics, all justice out the window in order to better secure our country. So you're going to take the men that you supposedly walked us into war to fight, the technology that you claimed you were going to destroy, and you merge with it in order to claim you're going to protect us? Why didn't you just destroy that monster? And the next monster that rises up, you destroy that monster. Instead, we become the monster. Or maybe we really were the monster before all this started. And it was just a monster fighting another monster, overtaking away their monster technology so that our monster society, our monster government, the monster state could be even an even bigger monster. Maybe it's just monopolization and consolidation of monsterhood all right folks think about that when we get back a little bit more in this article ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold 